Welcome to People and Stories. I'm your host, Jackie Narubama. We're still here with our guest, Irene Kauma. At the age of 13, I met the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that was a turning point in my life. Being the extrovert that I am, I started preaching. I quoted all the wrong scriptures. I didn't know the Bible at that time, but I needed to preach. So I would stand up and I say, Job, chapter 70. And people say, no, Job has 42 chapters. <laughs> I would stand up and say, Matthew chapter 92. There was a girl I admired a lot. Her name is Annette Wanyana. She used to preach and she used to be first in class. Every, every term, she was a class ahead of me. So I imitated how to stand up and preach and do so many things. It was amazing. Anybody who demanded to know about my faith, I stood up and defended it. So before long, they decided this energy has to be tamed. We have to utilize it. So they told me, now you're the S1 representative on the Scripture Union Committee. Oh my God, I gave all the testimonies, whether you wanted to listen or not. I had a testimony in every scripture union. Shortly after that, I became the timekeeper. My God, I gave my all. Then they appointed me as chapel prefect. That gave me the platform. I preached, I sang, I read scriptures. Anything that I saw Annette do or thought I needed to do, I did it. But I look back. And I realized that Wanyange was really, I, I really connect my spiritual heritage to, to Wanyange. Yes, I, I learned so much. My leadership started really there because they, they appointed me to do so many things. They, after that, I, I led the scripture union. And so now I had a platform to quote all my wrong scriptures <laughs> and do everything that I wanted to do. But it gave me a, a, a chance to grow the opportunity to grow, to read the word, and to become the person that I am today. I remember going back in senior too and telling my grandmother, I'll tell you about my grandmother because she's a very big part of my story. I went back and I told my grandmother I wanted to stop school and just preach the gospel because Jesus is coming back. The girls at school kept saying they saw Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter had appeared to them and told them Jesus is coming. I don't know how they knew Apostle Peter, how he looks like, but somehow they saw him in visions and he was saying Jesus is coming back. So I went back and told my grandmother, one, I want to stop school and just preach the gospel because Jesus is coming. We are wasting a lot of time. And she told me, you know, Irene, you finish school because when you do, you'll have more people who will want to listen to you. But if you drop out in senior two, very few people want to listen to you. So I remember that holiday, I told her, okay, can you ask the reverend to allow me to preach this Christmas in church? She said, are you mad? Do you know anything? I said, yes, I know no story. I know this story in the Bible. I want to be the preacher. She said, shut up. Interestingly, today when I go to that church, whether the reverend knows that I'm in, in the village or I'm coming to church, he will ask me to preach. Even when I'm not prepared, he'll say, Sister, do you have a word to share? So it just shows that, you know, my father wired me, packaged me with the passion, with the personality, with the gifts, the birth gifts, the spiritual gifts that he gave me when I came to Christ. He wired me with all that 
to serve a particular purpose on the earth. When I finished, um, we were talking about Namasagali. When I finished Namasagali, I went to university. Yeah, I went to Makere. You know, we, we still say to university because for us, there was one university in the country. So when we say campus, when we say the university, we mean, but now there are over 50 universities. I have learned to prioritize, you know? We live in a society where, I don't know how to say this, people have this sense of entitlement. Yeah, so people feel you have to be here, you were not there, you didn't do this. I have learned that for this season of my life, God has called me and honored me to serve Mama Janet, which is a great privilege. So I give that my all. I prioritize that. And I know that God is happy with me because that's what he has given me to do in this season. I don't do it grudgingly. I've also learned to develop a team and to delegate. Yeah, I have a lot of energy and I can do, I can run alone and you don't know where I'm running to. But I have learned to delegate. I have learned to, to leave certain things, but also to know what I can't delegate. Yeah. So that if something goes wrong, I don't have to blame another person. I've also learned to supervise even when I delegate. I have learned to get over issues when I conflict with people. Because when you work with a big team, you will conflict. Conflict is inevitable. We are different personalities. We have different upbringings. We have different agendas. So conflicts will come. One of the things I have learned is to know who I am. And that's where I started. I am a child of God. I'm a minister of the gospel. I am here on a mission. I'm not here trying to be in the limelight. I'm not here trying to prove a point. I am here to serve. So for me, if I have served mama and she's happy at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you, you, you think or what you're trying to say behind my back. I've also learned to rise above pertinence. You know, so-and-so said, so-and-so did, did you hear this? I think that is too low. Yeah, so I've learned to rise above that. So sometimes somebody will tell me something, and to be honest, I, even my mind has become very selective. I won't hear certain things. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, Jackie. If you come and say, Irene, people are saying that you said that you, if it's useless, I'll leave it right there so that I don't burden my heart with offense, so that I don't burden my heart with unforgiveness. Yeah, so I have learned to rise above pertinence. That is one of the skills I've acquired in this space. Okay. Yes. Now, in case that you, you're faced with, because you say your team is large mm. and with uh, different, different personas in, in, involved, in case someone is really a trying character, mm. how do you resolve issues? Do you sit them down, have a chat, or you, do you just give them space and say, you know what, in your time, you will get to know me and know how to work with me? How do you resolve? Thank you, Jackie. That's a very good one. I have learned which battles to fight and which ones to leave. If this person is very important in the course of my work, and if what they are doing is affecting me, I have no problem confronting. I'll sit down and speak with you that's and say, it. you know. That's the extrovert in you. Yeah, that is the extra, that is the choleric in me. <laughs> I have no problem confronting. I'll say, Jackie, 
I don't like this. I don't like that. I can even get so tough and say, where do you get the authority to shout at me like this? Yes. And I've learned that it is good to, to, to talk through conflict because sometimes we sweep so much under the carpet and there is this tension and this bad air and we are all pretending like everything is okay. Conflict has an, a, a positive side to it because it helps you resolve certain issues. And then it also helps you draw boundaries. Then people know, ah, Irene, she will talk about it. You, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that to her. Since you're with the first lady, what have you learned from working under her? Because we all learn from our bosses, yes. their yes. takeaways that, you know, we're glad at the end of the day, we're glad we worked with this person. Yes. What are yours? Oh, that one I think is a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has been 13 years of working with mama and I have been so blessed just learning so much from her. I look back. <laughs> when I came, first of all, I wanted to impress her. Oh, I would do things to impress. I was, you know, I would talk to impress. If she asked me anything, I would want to talk like I know so much. And what. Then I realized she's a very authentic person. She is so real. Yeah, she is so real. She's very spiritual. Yeah, so if you're putting on some pretense, she can see. So I, I just said, this is my mother. I am going to be myself. If I make a mistake, I'll accept correction, but I'm not trying, going to try and impress so her. So how long did this act go on? Ah, for some months. <laughs> like three even weeks. When, yeah, even when, I would do, when she would call me, I would like... <laughs> but I realized that when I relaxed and just became myself, but that, I, I was able to do that because of who she is. Um, she's a tough disciplinarian. Mama is a tough disciplinarian. Yes. And what has blessed me so much in working with her is that she doesn't fear to tell you when you're wrong. So you don't have to go around wondering, what did I do? Oh, what did I do? She will tell you if something is wrong, she'll say, I don't like this. Let me share just two very interesting experiences. Uh, I was quite new. And we were hosting a big meeting in Munyonyo. In Munyonyo, there were first ladies. And she told me, can you MC? She had never seen me. But like I told you, somehow people push me to the front, even before they see me do anything at the front. I said, yes. And so I spent that day before the meeting looking for a camzo to where I had a nice suit, but I needed a nice white camzo for the suit. So when I reached Munyonyo, feeling so smart, she looked at me and said, that's under an undergarment. What are the balances? Was it lace? Yes. Oh, no, yes. Yes. That, yes. So Such people said, think it's, it's, yes, it's, it's underwear. Mm -hmm. So she said, why are you putting on an undergarment? I was shocked. I said, Mama, this is a camisole. She said, no, it's an undergarment. I said, what do I do? Do I go and change? She said, you may not change, but you have to know that that's an undergarment. I wasn't convinced. When I went and checked at the bag, I actually saw that on the label. I saw that this is an undergarment. And from that day, I learned that and I wondered how many times I had tried to wear undergarments as camisoles, you know? Another time, we were going to Karamoja. That time, we were working in Karamoja, and we were running late. So I called and canceled her meetings without consulting her. 
And so we got onto the helicopter and we arrived in Karamoja. And she said, okay, bring the people. I said, no, I canceled the meeting. She said, what? <laughs> All you needed to do was to pick the phone and consult me. I said, no, the time had really, we were still in Kampala. So she looked in my eyes and she said, let me tell you, you have to consult me. <laughs> you don't make decisions for me. Yeah, but there, if she had not talked to me like that, I don't think we would have worked together all these 13 years because I'm a tech charge person. So I would have been running ahead to cancel meetings, to do things. So I learned that, okay, I need to consult. I, I am not the boss here. I am supporting somebody. <laughs> yeah, so for me, that has blessed me and that has been a big lesson for me. Mama's authenticity has also helped me to be authentic. To be real, Mama Janet doesn't do things for the camera. She is a real person. And what you see her in public, that is who she is in private. When you see her praying those long prayers at functions, she prays privately. So even at work when she comes in, you first pray? We pray before the meeting. We pray at the end of the meeting. It doesn't matter whether you don't want to pray. Prayer is part and parcel of her life. And she is not ashamed to do it. Yeah. And uh, the other thing about that is if you're up country and you just get into the house, to, she'll be reading her Bible like in free time. And it's all highlighted. So you see, this is not a pretender, somebody telling people I am a Christian with different markers highlighted. Every time you see her, she's reading a Bible. She's reading a, a nice Christian book. So I have learned that really like uh, Steve Covey says, private victories precede public victories. Yeah. Because most of us want to be powerful in public, but we are too weak in private. We are too indisciplined. In private, yeah, they are lions, they are bears. You must overcome in the private before you can take over Goliath publicly. So our generation wants to be powerful, wants to do to be big, but first mind, bring discipline in your private space. For me, that is one thing that I have seen with Mama. What you see out there is who she is, yeah. In, in private, because I'm in her space most of the time. And I, I share a, a story in, in, in the book. And you, if you read the book, you'll see. Yeah. Um, when I was now really, really new, I didn't know how much I was still in that trying to impress. So we got on Tungamo. And that time they were working on her main house. They were renovating it, so she was living in the guest wing for that trip. So naturally, we all booked into the hotel. So she called me and said, no, come and sleep here. I said, there is no place to sleep. She gave me a room just opposite her room. <laughs> it was torturous. <laughs> yes, I didn't know her much. I didn't know her. So I would be in my, in my room, whispering on my phone, hello. How are you not wanting her to hear? Now, to get out of the house, I would first peep. 